0: What's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of Off The Dome Radio. Thank you so much for joining us today. So Tim and I changing our episode dynamic just a little bit. Uh, This is kind of part one of two of our change. We're going to start incorporating a few more interviews throughout the week but still want to give kind of our little one-on-one jive talk a little bit. So uh, today we're going to go through our weekend recap, our fun conversation. Uh, So we're kind of not doing as many current events uh, going into our RLEs and book talk. So just changing up a little bit. Like I said, more to come. So today uh, we recap Bulldogs, we talk a little basketball, and then some of the new things going on in our lives and then we get into our RLEs. So I discuss having hard conversations, how to approach them, how to prepare, how to go through them, uh, because it's just tough. Whether that's personal, uh, with you know a spouse, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever or even in a work setting, or just kind of in general, having hard conversations. We need to have them, have to go through them. So we discuss that, and that ties in nicely with my book talk. I bring up a few different parts in how to win friends and influence people uh, with direct correlation to having tough conversations, helping people kind of get on your side, and making sure that you're not in an argument. Those are lose-lose. What is the objective? Go in with that. Make sure you stick to that objective, and you come out nicely on the other end. Tim, where do you take us today?
1: Yeah, so last week I wrote an article um, on how to value yourself. Um, I listed a lot of different areas on how you can treat yourself well, um, how you can improve your life, and I I picked the top three things that I wrote about, and I kind of explained them in this episode. So you definitely won't want to miss that section, a lot of actionable materials from there. Um, And then for book talk, I talk about Tim Ferriss's tribe of mentors. Um, and the importance of meeting new people and the opportunities that this can create. Um, And we talk about the OCEAN acronym, which represents the five dimensions of every human's personality. So we dive into those five things, um, the the positive signs of it, the negative signs of it, um, and how you can better not only evaluate yourself, but evaluate any new relationships that you're going into uh, or current relationships that you you have right now and um, if, if they're worth continuing to pursue. Um, so we talk a lot about creating good relationships, so that's a good section there that highlights that. Uh, so without further ado, episode 114, have a great Tuesday. I, uh,
0: I just got the IGTV app. There's its own separate app for IGTV, so I just did that and haven't tried it just straight through Instagram Again, since then, since I've been having good luck mm-hmm. with that, so I need to do one soon. I haven't done a TV for a while. Uh, been bogged down with a lot of other shit. I feel like so, I need to get on those. Um, I had someone say like, ah, people don't really watch those. Ah, I don't care. Still gonna pump it out. <laughs> Content's content because someone will watch it. Because again, to to my personal advantage. Well, not personal. Everyone is uh, getting benefit. I think from me being the one who tells people, no, you don't need all those BCAAs all day in your gallon jug. Drink water, dude. Like, save your money. Because unless you're, like, a high-level, like, competitor where you might feel the difference, where everything else is dialed into a T, which very few people are, you might feel the difference. I've talked about using them before, like, a real early morning workout. To where it gives me a little something in my stomach, a little boost of energy, but that's only a few days a week. It's not all day, every day. It's a marketing thing. So when people say, oh, yeah, you know, get your BSAs in, you know, muscle protein synthesis, you want to keep that muscle building signal. No, that's bullshit. It's marketing because all the time, then it's followed up with swipe up, 20% off, free shipping, use my code, fuck you. Like, <laughs> People don't need that. If you have an adequate protein intake daily, you don't need your branch chain amino acids. You already got them. Mm. You already got them. Um, so stuff like that. And then I saw, so do you know who uh, Paige Hathaway is? I do not. Okay, so pretty heavy in the Instagram influencer, fitness space, all that. And I need to do more research on the actual science and things because I just saw it before coming here before I left work, she's now advertising it's by some, someone called like Live Body, L I V, all caps body, lean creatine to where you don't get the bloat feeling after. It's like, okay, so what's the difference between regular creatine and lean creatine? And I saw this guy, uh, Lane Norton. He roasts mm. a lot of people. He does.
1: That's like, smart. That's like what he uses his Instagram for. Yeah. I remember him on Joe Rogan. He,
0: he's very smart. Mm-hmm. He's very smart. He's an asshole, but he's very smart. <laughs> yeah, His delivery and, and approach could be different, and he would have a much larger audience, I think. But, so he calls this out, right? And he, he's a scientist, so again, I, I'm not preaching, I know all the science. But really, creatine is kind of creatine, unless you fill it with a bunch of garbage. So, like, the kind I take, is the only ingredient is creatine monohydrate. It's like the purest form you can buy. And it's by a company called uh, Thorn Research, and very well um, researched in all of their products. And it's, so I've been on it for, I don't know, a couple months. I don't feel bloated from it. And it's just like, you need adequate water intake also. And now they're just creating something else to sell that's theirs. So it's just garbage. And... She looks good. She just had a baby. So she's a little bloated. It's like, you're probably bloated for some other reasons there, Paige. And it's like, don't do that to people. Just because you you look good and now you're fueling something that either A, you know is just a complete waste of money and, and garbage, or B, you actually don't know what you're selling. You mm. don't know. And I had someone in my last job, he had a, a girlfriend of his that bought one of her programs and she said it was just awful just absolute cookie cutter awful programming didn't do a thing and it's like that's the problem that's the problem and i'm sure some people get benefit from it but lean creatine creatine it's all the same buy it from a quality source quality company like i said i use thorn research very well backed um and and trusted by a lot of higher up individuals a lot of high intellect people within the space too so that's a company that i use and i don't feel bloated i have adequate water too um again it, it's it's one of those things it's it pisses me off to see and i'm not saying i'm a genius i'm not the smartest guy alive but i think i know more than Paige
1: hathaway are there uh, other bcas and pre like most pre-workout supplements um, or is that normally something that's kind of on its own?
0: I think some do. Okay. I think some probably will, it's like half will or at least say they do. Mm-hmm. The, the thing with supplements, because it's not regulated by the FDA, right? So supplement companies can do what they call fairy dusting, where they put the most minimal amount of something in there. I'd have to look it up, so I don't want to get quoted, but 0.01 or 0.001% of an ingredient they're legally allowed to label that it contains that ingredient. Okay. So gotcha. that's where, you know, or the quote unquote proprietary blend. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I could make a supplement in a brown paper bag in my garage, sell it to you, basically doing the same thing and just use raw ingredients. It'll taste like ass, but like I can do the same thing. So they're allowed to just, and they use other filler you know, artificial flavorings, uh, other sugars, and just fillers where it's not as beneficial as you think, but it keeps their costs low and their margins are high. So that's where you got to be careful of where and who you're buying your stuff from because you don't want to get robbed of that where you're really hardly getting anything, zero bang for your buck, and they're just taking your money. Okay. So I'm sure a lot of pre workouts at least say they do or have some. Some are probably better than others. But yeah, uh, if they do, I, I always like to look at the ingredients label and see what's either included or excluded. Like, what are they omitting too? Because they're not going to tell you everything. Um, but like another company, uh, Legion Oath by Mike Matthews, very well respected supplement. Okay. And, and has good stuff. I'm currently taking. Um, fortify uh for joints since i'm doing heavier movements now within kind of my 12 week phase uh, just being a little harder on the body so i'm taking that not that i had joint pain just kind of more of a a proactive thing and it was only 30 bucks for like a month or two worth of worth of stuff and it's like i said i've followed him for a long time he's a smart dude he openly talks about how some things he has lower margins because he wants quality product or if he says hey this might not be as beneficial, but this might be. Or this is a bigger bang for your buck if you're kind of watch, trying to watch your cost. Um, so he's been on various podcasts, including his own, where he does that. So that's another supplement that, that I respect. And if someone's like, hey, I'm looking for a gr- good pre-workout, I would send them to Legion Oath. Hashtag no free ads though. Great. <laughs> Thank you for that explanation. Yes, sir. So let's talk about the weekend. We had the Super Bowl. Great Super Bowl. Chiefs won. That was a good game. Very happy for Andy Reid, the yes. coach of the Chiefs. Yes. Happy for Mahomes, too. Mm-hmm. I was talking to this, talking about this with Patience this week, where it's fun to see a young guy do really well early on. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy's only 24, and I can only imagine at some point you're like, man, I am with like the best of the best in the world. Guys with experience, they've been in the game. He probably looked up to like a Tom Brady, uh, a Drew Brees, guys like them. And now he's playing with and against them Mm -hmm. to where it's like, oh man, like, do I have it? You know, and those elite athletes, they're confident in their ability, but it's still that, So I'm glad that Mahomes, since it's only his second year in the NFL, he got a Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Like, that's cool to see. Third year in the NFL. Is it third? I thought it was second. Mm -hmm. Okay, third year. And... It's just fun to watch someone progress kind of that quickly. But, I mean, dude, well, he had two picks, but his defense killed it. He had a few of those lofty lob passes that are risky, but nailed them. I mean, great teams find a way. Great quarterbacks find a way. And it it was just sweet to see. They kept their composure. They still believed they had it. And 49ers looked a little discombobulated towards the end. Those last seven minutes, that was the money. And Chiefs, Chiefs nailed it, man. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't have loyalty either way, but I'm glad the Chiefs won over the 49ers. And I yeah. just, I was just hoping for a good game, which we got. Yeah, I had a conversation with a guy at the gym yesterday about it. And he goes, yeah, after Mahomes' second pick, I quit watching. I go, well, that's a bummer for you, man, because it got really good after that. But,
1: yeah, we had a little shindig at your house, Tim. Yeah. Mahomes, he's just an impressive athlete, man. His dad was a professional baseball player. Mm-hmm. Mahomes, he got drafted in the MLB, but ended up obviously going through college and getting drafted to the NFL. And I feel like... Imagine that. <laughs> quarterbacks like him, like Russell Wilson, same thing. Like Russell Wilson could play professional baseball if he wanted to. Kyler Murray. Like those guys who could play baseball, you just notice the way they throw the ball is different mm-hmm. from other people. They have a certain... just a, They got a slinger, man. And... Mahomes is the perfect person to be the face of the NFL. Not only because of who he is as a player, but he's just—he's just got a very good head on his shoulders. Like if Mm -hmm. you were as good as what he is, it would be impossible not to be a little cocky. And he's got a little bit of swagger to him, and he's got that confidence. But like, he's still like, like humble for how Mm -hmm. actually good he is. Like he doesn't need to say how good he is. Like everyone just says it for him. It's like, dude also did just win a Super Bowl. Yeah, (laughs) like he can back it up a little bit. The dude's in the league. Mm -hmm. And and the bet—I mean, the the thing that stuck out to me the most from the Super Bowl too is the that one from the marketing standpoint. That one commercial where it was like that little kid and he was like, it was like that Play Sixty commercial or something. And the commercial ended with him getting a football in the tunnel, and then they finished the commercial in real life and they ran out onto the field. You weren't over yet, but did you see that? Before the game, no,
0: I got to be honest, dude. I missed a lot of like I did not pay attention really to the commercials. Yeah, that's I that's the part that I love. Even best. even when it's I got crazy. to your place, I was just I was either jawing or eating. There was too much good food, dude. I blame the food.
1: Right, good spread. We always have a good spread at my house for the Super Bowl.
0: Although, did see uh, the planner's peanut commercial. Mm-hmm. Gary V. The Gary V's ad, yeah. So thought that was an interesting commercial.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It was a little uh, a little out there. Yeah. It's like,
1: so now we're having baby peanut. Well, the Mister Clean guy, he made he made a feature in two commercials yesterday. Oh, I didn't notice Nostalgia. Yeah, the other one with the, camera. What it was? They were like, someone spilled chili at a party, and they had to clean it real quick, and mm-hmm. he was like helping clean it up. I can't remember what it was for. Maybe Tide. I can't remember what it was for. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, Mister Clean Le, made it. My him.
0: buddy spilled chili on his jersey yesterday. Oh, who? who? (laughs) Jimmy. Oh, he did? I didn't see that. (laughs) So speaking of spilling chilly, yeah. And I saw it out of my peripheral vision, too. It was on a chip or something. And it was just like at the very last second before entering the mouth, plane, plane was going in the tunnel, right? And just I saw it, and I was like looking at something else, saw it in my peripheral vision, which is spectacular, by the way. My eyes suck, but peripheral vision aces. And I go, ah. James on your shirt too, bud. He goes, "What? Oh man!" I'm like, "Sorry, man, but I'm not gonna let you walk around like that." I'm a good friend. He goes, "Yeah, thanks." I was like, "I'm sorry it happened," but uh, yeah. So I missed missed a lot of commercials, but nah, I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Uh, but no, it's fun. We had a lot, lot of good homemade potluck items we had at your place: chili, meatballs, mm-hmm. buff chick dip. Uh, some guacamole. We had oh, we had fried pickles. We had fried jalapenos. We had oh man, just a bunch of good good food. Yeah, yeah. I uh, couldn't partake in the the buff chick dip from the dairy allergy. I'd be asking okay. for it if I, I did. Understand. But I know how good it is. I have mm-hmm. tried it. I have tried it. Yeah, I didn't feel too too bad morning after. Also helped. I didn't didn't drink either. It's good. And kind of watched watched all my my dairies and gluten's. Uh, but did have some noodles with that chili though. Whew, mm. it's good stuff. Good, good stuff. Isn't isn't like Super Bowl Sunday like the largest day of ordering wings? Isn't
1: if that, it like, was, it wouldn't surprise me.
0: Yeah, and someone told me at the gym also for pizza, mm. largest day for ordering pizza. Okay, which I believe that. Um, whoever, if anyone did specials like Super Bowl special deals for pizza, probably cleaned house. Like, knock a couple bucks off. I think that'd be the move. Yeah. If I had a pizza joint on Super Bowl Sunday, be like, hey, two bucks off your pie.
1: hmm
0: Let's start calling it pie again. I'm down. A pizza pie. I know people. I mean, I feel like a lot of people still do. Pizza pie.
1: Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: down. All right, it's settled. Everyone, I'm calling it pie now.
1: Yeah. All right, man. Well, anything else from your weekend before we, we can get started rolling on the early?
0: Uh, oh, I did. I uh, finally started working on my key addresser. Nice. Yeah. So I'm about. I'm almost done with the frame portion. Okay. Got had to do it in increments. Had pretty productive Sunday, but mm-hmm. started it. Uh, once I got rolling, got in a good groove, felt better about it. But uh, just still not one of my favorite activities.
1: Mm-mm.
0: Yours looks really nice. Thank you. you. Finished yours. Got over mine the done weekend. this weekend. Yeah, it looks really good. Uh, and and I'll finish mine in in the next couple of days here. Got a couple late nights rolling, but, God, it's just, you know, I was on a framing crew. I've done construction. This is a little different. That was different. Uh, It's just, I don't get excited to build furniture. I just don't. I understand. Someone's like, oh, how about you pay someone to do it? You can Craigslist out. I'm like, I'm not going to spend the money to do that. I'll buck up and nut up and do it. I'm just not looking forward to it. Yeah. But but I'm there. We're there. And the Bulldogs lost to Providence. Tough one. Dude, we beat ourselves, man. Ten, I know. 10 turnovers first half. If we cut that by 50%, we win the game. Five turnovers yeah. in the first half, what, we would have won the game. That's what
1: a lot of teams who lose can say. <laughs> <laughs> that I mean, we just throw, lost.
0: They played better. That free throws and press break, break. those are our three things. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, guys. I mean, I know I'm in the bleachers. I'm not on the court. But I was like, man, that was a painful mm-hmm. one to watch. That, that was hard. Yeah, Love the dogs.
1: But that was a little tough. It's a marathon, man. It's just one game. Yeah. Just but, gotta...
0: but I could see us beating Villanova, too. You mm-hmm. know, that's that's how we go. We'll play down, then we'll play super up, and, like,
1: we yeah. just beat Georgetown on the road. Mm-hmm. So. Ranked 19th now. New, rank, new rankings got published today. Yeah. Could be worse.
0: Could be worse. I thought it was
1: going to be. I thought it was going to be, like, 20s. Yeah, we talked about that over the weekend. We thought it was going to be 20s. Mm-hmm. But
0: we'll bounce back, see how March goes. March is, like, a, a clean slate. Mm-hmm. So... And that, you know, I love when people underestimate the Bulldogs. Mm
1: -hmm. It's
0: when we play our best.
1: Anything else from your weekend, Timothy? I worked. I played. That's all I need to know. (laughs) You guys don't don't really care about my weekend. All right. Talk to you guys next weekend.
0: We do have a great interview with Jeremy McGrew, uh, founder of Indie Fitness Magazine, coming out this Thursday as well. Phenomenal interview with an incredible human. Um, actually, I, I do have the pleasure of now writing and contributing to his website mm. uh, with articles. So working on getting those published. I'm uh, going to build my profile, get a nice little photo uh, of me, get my <laughs> ugly mug on that bitch. And uh, no, he's been very accommodating. Uh incredible dude and and one of those people where i think we we really uh just fuel and cultivate that relationship because those he's one of the guys that you know we can sit down and we did it on the podcast but it was just another normal conversation of growth mindedness uh future plans and, you know how do we help each other and let's let's work on the mission we we're shooting for the moon as a starting point. Like, the moon is not it. We're going past that.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: it's a very fun conversation, very insightful, and, yeah, just all-around good dude. He's doing a lot of good things for the city of Indianapolis and, and doing it in others as well. So it's not just in Indiana. Um, I mean, Fort Wayne, Cincinnati, I think Seattle, St. Louis, so... Quite an operation. Yeah. He's, he's
1: expanding and... That thing's gonna be big, and dude, this this is the niche that you're gonna be most comfortable in. Like, Absolutely. I'm glad that you have this opportunity. I'm glad that this interview that's coming on Thursday, the fact that we were able to establish this connection. Mm-hmm. I I was more excited for what is gonna happen for you than I was for the interview. Appreciate. I'm that. very I'm very happy for the interview. It's gonna be good, Appreciate but I'm I'm hoping that that can lead to something good. Yeah. So,
0: and, and I think it will. I think as long as I keep keep the fire under my ass, I think I'll be. I'll be doing okay. And mm-hmm. like I said, he's been very accommodating and hey, how can I help your business? Yeah. So that's and that's, that's awesome. Good. So yeah, I had to plug that one in coming out this Thursday. Be sure not to miss that one. Mm-hmm. Great. Wow, wow. Trying to get in some real life experiences, Tim. Yes, sir. All right. What happened in your life this
1: week? Yeah. So last week uh, I wrote an article on the topic was how to value yourself. and it was uh, 3,500 words. So I went into like 20 different ways on how you can value yourself, Hmm. but I wanted to share the top three that I found was most applicable to me and I feel like most applicable to everybody else who will listen to this. Um, The first thing is recognize and be thankful for how unique you are. I think we live in a society where everyone's life is so available to us. We, we can see how everybody lives their life, what they apparently do on, on a 24/7 basis. Like you scroll through your, your, your feed and you try to I feel like a lot of people try to find similarities in their life with other people's lives and maybe they see something on Instagram that motivates them to live their life the same way. Um, and I think sometimes it's e- easy to lose, I mean the things we do have, not only like material things like a house and stuff, but also like who you are as a person. Um, So recognize and be thankful for how unique you are. And if you're like, well, how do I do that? A good place to start is like when you journal each day, like write down what you think is so special about you. What's unique about your personality, the way you talk, the way you listen. Do you know, are you like extra knowledgeable about about a certain topic that could be benefit to other people? Um, And yeah, and that's the other part of it. Write down these things and then write down how you can create value for other people. Like, are you good at writing? Are you good at designing stuff? Like, that's one thing that you can measure how unique you are. So do that first, and then the next thing is work on your communication skills. is another good way to value yourself, uh, because I feel like everyone has great thoughts that come to mind. Like, I feel like every human has at least one good thought that comes to mind each mm-hmm. day that they can share to other people. So that's half the battle is thinking of those things, but it's how you communicate them to other, other people. So work on the way you speak, whether it's the way your body language is when you speak, uh, your tone of voice, what your eyes do, work on your eye contact, work on like how you communicate. Cause that's a big part of, I mean, you're your own CEO, you're your own personal brand. So like the way you communicate things is a big part of your personal brand and how like you make people feel after speaking. So mm-hmm. recognize and be thankful for how unique you are, work on your communication skills. And then the last one I want to touch on is Forget the things that you cannot control. Um, I think we like we train ourselves to think that we can control everything. Um, that I mean, we're very independent people. We feel like everything that happens to us is because of what we do. But if you think that you can control everything, and you're always going to end up disappointed in some way. Um, so focus on the things that you can control. Like here are some things that you can work on yourself and can control. And if you work on these things, you won't be able to be disappointed. So punctuality, work on being on time. If Put things in your calendar. Be more mindful about the way you manage your time. Being on time. Leave 10 minutes early to get to someplace. Not wasting someone else's time when you promise them you'll be there at a certain time. So punctuality. Work ethic. Are you being mindful with your time? It's not always about when you wake up, when you go to bed. It's what you're doing with the time when you're awake. So work ethic, and that goes along with time management. That's another thing you can control. So time management block out things during your day. Um, Your finances. So do you have a system where you can control what you spend and you're very self-aware of like where you're putting your money? Um, Do you have a place where you can put your money where it's going to grow for you while you sleep? Do you have a plan for the future? Um, Another thing is health and your your nutrition schedule, the way you exercise, the, the food you put in your body. And then the last is your choice of relationships. Who are you hanging out with it's going to make you a better person. And at the last part of this episode, I'm going to talk about the five things that you should look for in a trusted advisor or friend. Um, So control the things you can control. Lastly, punctuality, work ethic, time management, your finances, health and nutrition, and then your choice of relationships. Mm -hmm. So these are some of the big three things that when I was writing about in that article last week, I was like, damn, like these are things that I need to continue to improve on, work on, and like these are the things you can't control. So how can you be mad about anything else if you're dedicating good time yeah. to those things? So. And, and and all three of these are very like everyday life applicable. Mm-hmm. No matter what you're
0: doing with your life, career-wise. Uh, so recognizing and like how unique you are, mm-hmm. that that's your time to brag. Mm-hmm. You know, brag about yourself if you're really good at your job and you enjoy it, like. Okay, yo, I'm really good at, like you said, graphic design or, or whatever it may be. Or, hey, I'm really good with people. Uh, y- your communication skills. No matter what you do, you're in the people business. We've mm-hmm. talked about it uh, plenty of times on the show with various salespeople on the show that if you do not understand people, you lose. Like, that's it. You're, you're done. Um, so those two right off the bat. And then what you can't control. I mean... My dad's been saying it to me my whole life. Worry about the things that you can control. Uh, And I still struggle with it. But, and and to take a page out of don't sweat the small stuff, you know, it's not life that is ruining us. It is our expectation of how our lives should be going. And like, according to who? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Like, just because we think it should go a certain way, like it's going to? Like, we'll get proven wrong every single day. Mm -hmm. To where it's like, okay, these are the cards how do I wheel and deal? Like I need to become the best poker player that I know with the cards that I'm dealt. Mm-hmm. And so we can control a lot. So if, if something like, oh man, my relationships, this or that, or, or what have you. Okay. If you do everything else, hardcore to the bone, you control. All right. This is my job, or hey, I'm building this business. You focus on that. I'm also working on getting fit. You focus on everything else in your control. Your points that you made of what your controllables are, the stuff that you can control, more than likely will come together quite nicely. Mm-hmm. So let's just let's re, relationships is an easy one and something that I have tried to control too much in the past. Um, you know, if if you're working out, you're feeling good, you're eating right your business is going well that that's positive energy is going to attract positive people and like that kind of vibe that you put out like is attractive in and of itself forget everything else you're doing your shit right that's attractive and when you're feeling good about that you give off that energy what do we Mm -hmm. what do we say your energy is like a 60 foot radius something something. like that Yeah. yeah and so if you control your controllables your uncontrollables will probably fall in line a little better than you were hoping they would when you were trying to be in charge of them. Mm-hmm. So I think the those are absolutely on the money and very just everyday life applicable to anyone and everyone. Yeah. So
1: I think I think those are real solid. That's we should post that article. For sure. It's probably probably a banging well, banging article. Not allowed to when I when I write oh, the article, right. it's a ghost so I transfer ownership by. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's no, Yeah, but That's the thing, too, is, I mean, I feel like when we go to work, like, most people work a regular job where you're spending, like, 40 hours, like, working a job. That's, Mm -hmm. I'd say, most people uh, for the the most part. It's easy to, like, feel overwhelmed with, like, a certain part of your life, like your professional job, like a big life event. Like, you're always going to feel stressed in some way, but if you take, like, a little bit of time each day... You may even already be doing these things without even think about it, but like, be mindful about how you're advancing yourself in each of those areas. Like, mm-hmm. f- even if you just deliberately put like five to ten minutes in each area each day, like, that's all the that matter. Like that, you became a better person if you did yep. that, even five five to ten minutes of each thing. Mm-hmm. It just seems overwhelming because we we spend so much time at work, and it it can feel stressful, wh- whether you like it or not. Like, work can be stressful, but make time for yourself because you're worth it to mm-hmm. advance it in each of those areas. So baby step building blocks, man. That's right. Absolutely. So kind of,
0: I mean, not planned, but going into what we can't control. Uh, I was going to bring up, uh, having difficult conversations, how to approach, how to prepare and, and how to kind of go through those. And, and whether that's, you know, with, with a spouse, a significant other, uh, in your work, uh, setting, whatever it may be. Um, and, and this will kind of tie into my book talk. I was going to give a second little RLE update, but I know we each got a couple here. Um, but so if you're having you know, those issues uh, and you need to get it, you know, you got to go through the fire a little bit. And not that you need to be mean or rude to whoever you have to have this tough talk with. But one of the biggest things, in, and I've had you – know, I'm only 26, but I feel like I've had a good amount of, of hard conversations from personal to work to anything else, is being prepared with solutions presented as well. So you can't just go into a problematic situation and say, oh, this is all a problem, and this made me feel this way, or you said this, whatever, and not have options of solutions. Like, you need to be ready to present those things. Uh, otherwise, it's like, okay, we're just here to, to complain. Um, and you also don't want to go in hot. Uh, You need to be calm, cool, collected. You need to be in the right mindset to be, okay, am I trying to fix something or am I trying to just prove a point or put someone down? Like, what is the objective to come out? Do you want to get the things that you're trying to get for yourself um, or is it just to, to be mean and put that person down? So... It's one of those where my dad always said the the best prepared man wins, and same here. You want to be prepared, uh, but you don't want to just go shoot from the hip, and louder does not always mean smarter, and this will all kind of tie into my book talk, but and even going back to your communication skills, where if you can't communicate clearly uh, and calmly and effectively, then it's whatever you're going for is not going to happen and Mm -hmm. and people will not respond like you know if you go in trying to prove somebody wrong uh should they be thanking you Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it's like uh you don't want to go arguments or lose lose, no matter who you are or what it's about so if if you quote unquote win the other person loses they're mad and vice versa So Mm -hmm. it it should be, you need to talk to people. It should be a discussion. Not saying you should never get into an argument with people. There's certain things, yeah, you should argue and blow up about. But uh, with a lot of things, you know, if if you even use question form and you guide someone through uh, the direction you're trying to get to via questions, you know, that's when it's like, that's a finesse Mm -hmm. of you're not pointing fingers. You're not accusing. You're like, hey, I'm just just asking questions here and if you guide it there then eventually you want to help that person realize like the issue on their own so they think it's their idea mm-hmm. they don't want it don't want to think it's coming from you but you need to present that in, in, in a proper manner where okay you're not just going in hot and they're going to give you what you want
1: mm-hmm.
0: doesn't work that way yeah so uh yeah since since dealing with that uh i think that's you know People are afraid of the tough talks, which I understand, but, you know, if, if you're trying to get the most ideal end result, you, and after you do it, it's like, okay, that got easier because, mm-hmm. you know, don't get pushed around. Don't be a pushover. I mean, you got to stand up for yourself, so you got to ask for what you want, too. Right. I like that. Yeah, so have the hard conversations, man. You got to go through the fire a little bit. Come out molded a little better on the other end, mm-hmm. but... I mean, yeah, that's the thing. No matter what we're doing in life, you're always going to have them. Like, you can't avoid it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, resentment sets in.
1: Yeah. So,
0: yeah, that's I was, uh, that was my early the big one. Uh, the other one I was just going to touch on, um, I've talked about my 12-week kind of fitness thing I'm doing. Uh, I'm going to extend to like four and a half weeks mm-hmm. just because I'm trying. My goal squat is 275 before I phase out and I'm like half a week shy. And so I'm just gonna extend a little bit. I've got a little shoulder muscular pain I'm working through on some presses and things. So those but everything else I've I've PR'd my list for the last three and a half weeks. Mhm. Everything has gone up. So dude it's working. Be strict on the food, strict on the training, sleep, stress, all that stuff. I know I don't always get enough sleep or have too much stress, but Are you feeling better?
1: I am. I
0: am, yeah. Uh, like I said, minus I have um, my left shoulder I got and in, in pack I think, just some severe tightness where I was driving some pain in certain presses. So backing off that, having one of my docs at work, kind of work through that too and do my own kind of rehab and, and things on my own for, with what I can. Outside of that, dude, I'm feeling good. I'm not having really many aches, pains, feeling powerful. forgot how good, good it feels to move heavy weight. Like good. The deadlifts, the squats. Yeah, man. We're I am Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> yes you are, Slinger. Yes you are. <laughs> Input Ozzy Osbourne song. All right. You got another RLE for us, don't you? Uh no, nah, I'm good for that. No? Nope. all keep right keep on moving. All right. Man, moving fast today. Mm-hmm. So uh yeah, was gonna move into my book talk, uh to kind of go in line with the RLE. Uh so how to win friends and influence people. And so in part three, it's how to win people to your way of thinking. And I kind of touched on it, but you can't win an argument. And I'm not going to reiterate everything I just said, but arguments are lose-lose no matter how you cut it. Someone's going to lose. That means everyone loses because that's not the goal. Like, yes, you want to get what you want. You want everyone to kind of be happy. Uh, A good negotiation is when no one's really that pleased, but everyone's okay with it. So you you need to kind of get to that point of where, hey, we're not here to argue, not here to yell. This is a bad thing about politics, man. It's like there's no discussion. Everyone hates everyone. It's a real pain to watch. Uh, But also it referred to a drop of honey. So approach hostile situations with friendliness, friendliness, calmness, and gentleness. And, you know, that might be really hard at some points. Uh, But it's to where, and they painted a good picture, sun versus the wind. You know, which do you want to be? Are you trying to blow the house over, or you're trying to shed a little light and fix the problem. Uh so if it's like, hey, I can't talk about this right now, I am way too pissed off. You know, say that and and you know, walk away or be like we need to visit this tomorrow, another day, next week, whatever it's gonna take, you need to cool off because you know, you don't wanna make decisions when when you're angry like that, or say things when you're angry because emotion's gonna start driving and that's a dangerous place to be. You need to be, you got to let the dust settle, get your, get your mind right, plan what you're trying to say, what you're both trying to get at, change your point of view a little bit, best you can, and and just ask the questions. Um, and then it also, in, in part four, was how to change people without giving offense or arousing uh, resentment. And one of the biggest things was give suggestions, not orders. So I talked about coming in with a plan, having solutions to offer up, uh, but don't, offer them like that's what's going to happen. You shouldn't be ordering or bossing them. This is what I'm presenting as an option. Uh, I mean, you want to suggest your ideal scenario, but you got to wait it out. See what they say. See what they come back with. And if there's a pause in the conversation, let the pause ride. It's kind of like we've talked about some sales tactics, like first one to talk loses sometimes. So present what you need to present everyone thinks about it and see what they come back with and then move forward don't try to rush it or shove it down their throat um and then the last thing was let people save face uh you don't want to condemn or accuse point fingers again ask the question before doing so um and, and make sure that you didn't misunderstand or mistake anything maybe they just didn't say it how they really needed to and that happens. I've done that where it's like, oh, that's not what I was trying to say. I understand that came out bad. That's not what I'm getting at at all. So give them the chance to save a little face. You know, Are you really there to embarrass, to degrade, make them feel like garbage? Odds are high that you're not. I mean, mm-hmm. some people are just mean, but odds are high that most people aren't trying to do that. They're trying to find a solution. And if you're gonna go into these kinds of conversations and, and try to really affect some change, You're doing so because you care. So if you're trying to find a solution, you care about fixing it. If you didn't, you'd walk away. So remember the objective and why you're trying to fix it in the first place. So give suggestions, not orders. Let people save face. Uh, Don't try to win an argument. and, And approach hostile situations with friendliness, calmness, and gentleness. Be the sun, not the wind.
1: I love that. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that How do
0: one friends influence people man? It, yeah. it, and that's a tough one. Hard conversations, whether they get heated or it's just like, oh this is garbage you know
1: it's hard mm-hmm. it's hard. Yeah. And this like this is a good example for leaders too because when if you're if you're trying to lead other people, give people a suggestion on how to do something better like if you if you see someone that's doing a task and they're not doing it right or as good as you think they can, this is a good example to implement something like this like for example, like, at work, well, first let me say what you should do. So when you give someone a tip, you you should not approach giving them a tip like you, yourself, are perfect. Mm-hmm. You should let them know, like, hey, like, I've made that mistake, too. Like, I've, I've messed up, too. Like, I had to work through the same thing you had to work through. Mm-hmm. This is how you should do it. Because, like at work, I work with a lot of the property managers and they're responsible for updating their pop-up on their website. So you know how when you get onto a website, sometimes like something will pop up, like, mm-hmm. hey, you get 10% off or whatever. Sure. So all of our uh, websites have that. And I noticed as I was like going through some of them, some of them weren't, weren't done right. So like when I approached that manager, I was like, hey, like when I when I first started, first started doing these, I was really struggling with how to get the font right on this as well. And then I told them, I was like, hey, here's how you can do it better to make it mm-hmm. more readable for people who come to your website. So that, I approached it with like, I'm not telling you how to do it because I want to tell you you're wrong. I want to show you how you can get more people to click through your website because your pop is better. And I made the mistake, same mistake too. So yeah. that's kind of what reminds me of that. And it's it's a good way to do it. So I appreciate you. Yeah. You've you've Carnegie'd me on that uh, tip before with our quote
0: posts. Yeah. Yeah. Hey man, uh, you know, I'm just being a little anal here. Nothing you're doing wrong. Good post, but I like to keep a uniform font. Like, all right, kosher. Yeah, mine, mine just had a mind of its own. I guess. Yeah. So and and
1: there wasn't anything wrong with like what you did, except the font and we wanted to, we i mean keep it you, the same. you and i both want to keep things consistent mm-hmm. so that's something that we both see eye to eye on and yeah it makes it so much easier to communicate that way because yeah. we both want the same thing and that makes the business better so that's right baby. Why, why would i get mad about that that's right got carnegie <laughs> go carnegie someone else then
0: yeah right right we carnegie me back my man dale
1: <laughs> what 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 else you got for Book Talk? We getting more down and nerdy? Yes. So I want to end the show talking about, again, the Tribe of Mentors by Tim Ferriss. Mm. wasn't really written by Tim Ferriss. It was written by all these leaders who answered questions that he asked. Uh, so I want to focus on a section. Uh, Graham Duncan is his name. So he is uh, the founder of East Rock Capital, which is a multifamily investment office. But he gave a very good a uh, frame of mind when meeting new people. So he said, see meeting new people as the opportunity to open a new door to a new world that could change your or their life in some way, hmm. which I thought was an interesting way of putting it. Um, and when you create new relationships or you're fostering the current ones, it's important to really like evaluate how the relationship is advancing you. And this gives me an opportunity to talk about, um, ways that you can evaluate someone's relationship with you through psychology so there's something called the ocean acronym there's also something called hexaco too that applies to this but the ocean acronym it represents the five dimensions of every single person's personality from like a psychological standpoint and we've talked about it a little bit on the show before uh, but i want to kind of shed light on how you can really know whether a person is high in these certain areas or low in these certain areas. So the OCEAN acronym, it's openness, which is the imagination of the person, openness to new experience. Uh, Conscientiousness, is the person thoughtful? Do they have good impulse control? Do they have goal-directed behaviors? Like, are they always trying to improve themselves? Uh, E, so extraversion, is this person excited to talk to people? Is pretty much what that says. Um, Agreeableness, does this person, is this person trustworthy? Um, are they kind? Are they always trying to, like you said, really get to the other person's point of view in conversation? And then neuroticism. How stable is this person's emotions? So when I go back to uh, openness, people who are high in openness, they have a broad range of interests. They're very creative. Um, They're open to trying new things. Um, They're very happy to think about abstract concepts, and they're also curious about the world and other people in it. So if you have a friend like this, it's good. You want someone who's high in openness because they're always going to lead you to new opportunities, new things to, to explore. They're always going to foster uh, very inspirational conversation that could lead to new things that you could discover. Um, so you, you want someone who's high in openness. So people who are low in openness, they dislike change, they don't enjoy new things, they resist new ideas, not very imaginative, or they dislike abstract or theoretical concepts. So when you take a look at a relationship, look at the highs and lows in that. For conscientiousness, people who are high in thoughtfulness, these people are organized, people who are high in conscientiousness, they're organized, uh, they're very mindful of details, uh, they spend time preparing and planning ahead, like if, you, if you're going into a big presentation or if you're having a conversation with them, if, if you guys are going to talk about something, they are very prepared with the way they're going to approach the conversation. Um, these people, they think about how their behavior affects others, they're very self-aware. Um, they love having a set schedule they're mindful of deadlines they finish important tech tasks right away so people who are high in conscientiousness, conscientiousness they're very reliable like you you, you know what you're going to get from them and they they're all they always come prepared um, so and then extroversion people who are high in extroversion they enjoy being the center of attention they love to start conversations they enjoy meeting new people um, they have a wide social circle of friends and acquaintances. They find it easy to make new friends. They feel energized when pe- when they're around other people. And they sometimes say things before they think about them. So, obviously, you want to be high in extroversion, but you don't want to be too high. Because sometimes people will just say whatever comes to mind. And that could be good sometimes, but it could also be bad. Mm, yeah, I've <laughs> known some people where it doesn't always work out Exactly. more times than not. <laughs> yeah. And, like, you don't always have to be the center of attention either. Like, I think that the important thing to note here is extroversion. Does the person get excited about having new conversations? Are they excited to see people? And I get it. Sometimes we prefer to be by ourselves. It's okay mm-hmm. to, to gain energy from yourselves. But you also want to have a side of you that you, you enjoy people and, and you look forward to learning new things from people. Uh, and then I want to hit the last two, agreeableness and neuroticism. So people who are high in agreeableness, the A part of ocean. Uh, they have a great deal of interest in other people. They care about other people's feelings. They always have the right attentions. They, they approach every conversation, um, with the other person in mind and they approach everything they say. Like they listen to understand, uh, they feel empathy and concern for other people. They enjoy helping and contributing to the happiness of other people. Um, and they assist others who are, who are in need of help. So people are high in agreeableness, um, for, for someone like who you're going to have tough conversations with and someone who you're going to be completely honest with, you want someone who's high in agreeableness because you'll find that like you may have differences with someone on a p- specific topic, but someone who's high in agreeableness, they're always going to find out why you think the way that you do. And they mm-hmm. want to always understand what's going on in your mind before they give their opinion. So someone who's high in agreeableness, look out for Uh, And then neuroticism, so people who are high in neuroticism, you don't want to be high in this area for for someone. So drugs are bad. Yeah, (laughs) no, they're they're terrible. (laughs) Uh, So people who are high in neuroticism, they experience a lot of stress. They worry about many different things. They get upset easily. um, They experience very dramatic shifts in their mood. Uh, They often feel anxious, and they struggle to bounce back after stressful events. People who are low in neuroticism, which is good, is they're emotionally stable, they deal well with stress. They rarely feel sad or depressed. They don't worry too much, and they're very relaxed. So it's it's good. I mean, some stress is good, but someone who's low on neuroticism, you want someone who is who shows emotion, but they, they know how to control it. And they're, they're always going to be consistent with the way they interact with you, and they don't let their emotions out against you. So just to recap, whenever you're looking at a new relationship, wherever you're evaluating your current ones, we always talk about how important it is to – to really take a look at your current relationships and be like, Am I getting the most out of them? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and what are the whether that's work, personal work, personal, your yeah. significant other like, if you, if you have a significant other you've been with for a long time and you like you just want to have an open conversation with them, it's good to like look back on these five things like openness are they open to new experience, conscientiousness, are they thoughtful, are they diligent, do they do what they say they're going to do extroversion. Are they excited to have new conversations? Um, are they do, are they energetic? Agreeableness: Are they trustworthy? And then neuroticism: How stable are their emotions, and do they take them out on you? So,
0: yeah, no, I think those ocean. are good. Pretty and, easy, and yeah, it's uh, there's a lot that goes into that, just like an ocean. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but uh, no, I think those are good points, and yeah, no matter if it's a new client. A new girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife, whatever, uh, friend, you know, mm-hmm. just, just your, your circle of friends. Can, can you say just something where you're trying to get a point across and they take it completely sideways and then mm-hmm. you're in a screaming match? You know, you, you don't want to be around that. That's too high strung. Right. Uh, so I think, yeah, those are really good points uh, for any and all relationships to where I think most of us don't pay attention to that. It's like, oh, I like this person why (laughs) oh uh, they're dope sweet (laughs) what else they got uh so i think this is just a good reminder of like hey actually make sure that and not to think of people as like tools to advance you but that you are advancing Mm -hmm. those relationships that they are doing more help than harm because a lot of people get in these toxic harmful friendships relationships where eventually it's like Oh man, I'm I'm not doing this. I'm not where I want to be. Uh, I have this problem, and then it's like, you're gonna burst, mm-hmm. a- and then it's a whole whole blow up. So, yeah, good good points on that, and, and good things to really consider uh, throughout our our everyday relationships.
1: Mm-hmm. And you'll sure. find that all components of someone's personality will fall into one of those five areas. Mm-hmm. So if you're like trying to evaluate someone, it's just it falls into one of those things. So. Or, or
0: maybe this is a good self-evaluation self evaluation tool. So yep, it's like oh. Man, I think I kind of do this one here. Mm-hmm. I'm a little, a little high in this area. Or I'm a little low here. All right, what what can I do? In you know, maybe if one of those line items, you know, mm-hmm. if going to talk to a bunch of new people is hard, you know, take a little uh, different one from extroverts. You know, try to just be energized around people that you're already around. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's hard to just go start a random conversation. Uh, But think about the things before you say them, Mm -hmm. especially around new people. Yep. Good first impressions. Another Carnegie. Bam. Bam. Bam, 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 bam. (laughs) All right, Tim. Anything else for today's episode? I'm good for today. Have a great Tuesday. Have a great Tuesday. If you guys are enjoying the show, please head on over to iTunes. Leave us a five-star rating and review. DM us on Instagram after you did so. Let us know that you did leave a nice review for us. And we will give you a free laptop sticker on us. You don't even have to pay for shipping. It's all full free. God, I can't get that high pitch anymore. I hit puberty. <laughs> full free. There it is. All right, guys. Have a great Tuesday. We'll talk to you on Thursday.